0: Previously on Creek Chat.
1: It's creepy and it's
0: spooky. You cheated on your girlfriend with me. What the fuck?
1: LA Floozy And Down we don't even necessarily know how
0: serious those two were. And Jen asks who Eddie is. And Joey's already like, oh, he's okay. She was loving it, loving it. Yeah, 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 loving it. We find out that Audrey's not going to classes Her first day back to school A sign of things yeah. to come
1: So did she go to classes at all In this entire three pack? Yeah what the fuck is Audrey not going to class for?
0: But she's more worried about Pacey Not becoming some cheap ass lame ass 9 to 5 Than she is about her own school career I feel like his job is going to be More of a problem moving forward Making fun of Pacey's goatee Which we haven't mentioned yet by the way uh-huh. Yeah yeah I, I disagree with the goatee it's been three episodes of Goatee. I don't remember how long it goes for. Ready for you don't have to wait. Welcome to 50 Randy Quaid's Presents Creek Chat. I'm your host, JT, homosexual crooner money, and with me, the best guest on earth.
1: Hey, it is me, it is the one and only guest named Chucky B, where the B stands for brilliance.
0: You're also the only guest
1: and the best
0: by default but also in practice you know what we're here to do everyone we're here to talk about episodes four through six of the final cut season six dawson's Creek.
1: the final cut
0: we got episode four instant karma we got episode five the imposters and we got episode six living dead girl do you want to hear what you thought was going to happen i'm probably
1: gonna get a bunch of home runs
0: (laughs) we'll see i hardly remember i just listen and type and then when i read it back i kind of find out if you were right so let's hear about it you got a lot to say
1: you're back to
0: your old back (laughs) you're back to your old format of episodic predictions as opposed to three-pack predictions so we're going to start out with the predictions for instant karma so this is exactly what's gonna happen joey's gonna start fucking bartender and then dawson's gonna come back and she's gonna like throw it in his face and be like yeah now i'm fucking this guy so eat shit (laughs) karma and he's gonna be like that's not how karma works and she's gonna be like karma also, instant karma. Pacey's gonna pass the series seven or at least he's start getting all the shit he needs to do it, get that shit done and get some instant karma on his work beef. Audrey not going to class is gonna catch up with her right away. Instant karma. <laughs> something is gonna happen. <laughs> something is gonna happen with this jack and teacher thing. I don't know where this is headed.
1: Something did happen with that jack and teacher thing.
0: You didn't know where it was headed, but it headed somewhere. Here is the actual breakdown for Instant Karma. The arrival of the film star creates problems for Dawson, and Audrey catches Pacey out on the town when he's supposed to be studying. Interesting developments in this three-pack, that's all I'll say.
1: Interesting.
0: A lot of payoff for what they set up in the first three episodes, or at least continuations of some of those two. Let's hear about what you thought was going to happen in The Imposters. This is the one you had the most to say about, I will say, so get ready. So we're definitely gonna get some fake motherfuckers around here. There's gonna be fake about something. Jack's teacher is definitely gay. He's definitely he's definitely not married. (laughs) Well, I was
1: wrong on that.
0: He's definitely friends with Wilder. And that's where he gets saying he saying he has a wife. You're right, you're right. And but that's not where he gets the gimmick of saying he has a wife. Wilder took the inspiration from the guy who actually has a wife. And it's gonna be even funnier when he's like, uh, there's this gay guy, and he's like, dude, there's this chick that almost blew me, and she had a gay friend. I wonder if it's the same, like, dude? And this dude's like, it probably is. He hangs out with a lot of hotties, I mean, if you're into that sort of thing. And Wilder's like, I am... Unfortunately, none of that happened. Well,
1: I mean, there's there's nothing to say it didn't happen. (laughs) We just don't have proof of it actually happening.
0: Unfortunately, we didn't see it happen. Audrey is definitely pretending to be a student of the Bay College. She is most definitely still sitting in on classes there. She's going to get kicked out of Worthington and eventually end up going to Boston school. Jen's going to say that Supernatural is really an imposter and he doesn't really care about helping people. He just wants to fuck Jen, but she (laughs) wants to fuck Supernatural supernatural so it's all good she's like let's just go fuck she's gonna have to go back to the group because that's the only way she knows him unless she goes back to the cafe and he's there well, she
1: does call that group line
0: so boom I'm giving another home run jack insists and that she, she does
1: want to fuck supernatural
0: <clears throat> oh real bad he's somehow not interested right now we'll find out more about that I'm i am guessing. Don't, I don't...
1: I don't know what's wrong with this dude.
0: We'll talk about it later.
1: Like, can I trade
0: spots with him? We'll talk about it later. Episode 5, The Imposters. Here's the real shit. Dawson goes all out to keep Natasha in the picture. Audrey is offered a chance to sing with Emma's band.
1: Who, at one point, while I was watching the show, I was like, I bet you her band's called The Imposters."
0: Oh my god. I don't remember what they were called. I don't think that was it. Nope, I wrote
1: it out. I'm pretty sure. Oh,
0: okay. Good, good, good. It's not good.
1: It's not as good as The imposters. Impostors. The is way better.
0: I'm sure it is. They oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's called Hell's Bells.
0: Oh, that sounds right. That sounds the right. The
1: Imposters is way better.
0: We're going to talk about that band more later. Uh, here's your predictions for Living Dead Girl. The horror-themed one. It's going to be about the movie that fucking Dawson is making. The horror movie with Todd. That means we're going to get to see some more of that from... Oh, man, I'm excited. Like, you kind of just trailed off on your sentence, and you were like, I'm just super excited for this.
1: I didn't really know what to expect.
0: Well, right, because the the living dead girl is Joey. Of course it's Joey. It's always Joey. Joey overreacts about something, and Dawson's trying to calm her down and get her back. If she actually doesn't want to have anything to do with Dawson right now, she would just avoid it. But I think she's going to go. Why the fuck wouldn't she go? It's Dawson's movie, so she's got to be happy for him. She'll be happy for him in this instance, and then go back to being like, fuck you. Joey avoided him as much as she could and definitely did not show up for anything to do with the movie that she, like, chose to be there for.
1: No, 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 she's just trying to get that payday so she can drop off that food.
0: We're going to talk more about all of that later, too. Here's the real breakdown before we start getting into our breakdowns. Already worried that a ghost is haunting the set, Dawson suspects Todd and Natasha of rekindling their affair. My, that was the breakdown and Ghost i made a comment now. well i made a comment um i don't think that their affair was ever kindled as far as what they said they have never slept together
1: yeah and todd at one point made it uh a point to say like he had learned from sleeping with his lead actresses and so now he just bangs the extras
0: yes but also apparently at one point in the past he banged a producer.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What's that lady's name?
0: Heather, who was, she was the one who confused Dawson for the screenwriter, however many episodes ago oh, that was. Oh, yeah, that's funny. That was from like an entire season ago.
1: That's a funny callback.
0: If I'm not mistaken, that is the exact same person. I didn't look huh. into it, but I'm pretty sure it's the same person. Let's just say
1: it was. Fuck it. Heather, she's it in the
0: We're going to get to Heather. Let's start out with episode 4 Instant Karma. And let's talk about this movie set. And Todd's just pissed off cuz everything is going wrong. And he's got a he well he's got a problem with technology like you do cuz like why is there a DVD player on a 1970s set? So it's the opposite well, problem. Yeah, I'd be pissed really. off
1: too if I was Todd. Agreed. I'd be mm-hmm. like I'd be like, "Well, I'm going to fire that motherfucker." And Dawson's like can't fire him That's the guy that's gotta go pick up your lead actress And Todd's like Well I already fired that motherfucker So you're gonna have to go and fucking do it Dawson And Dawson's like alright Alright cool cool He doesn't
0: lead on No he loves it dude When he leaves, he's smiling. He's not just okay, okay. He's loving that he's got to go chase after who Todd is describing as a notoriously hard-to-work-with actress who's going to be pissed about waiting.
1: Oh, yeah, but it's okay because Dawson's already been fucking balls deep inside her.
0: Oh, yeah, we definitely find that out. Well, they don't let on at first because he picks her up at the airport and she's just like, yeah, my ass fucking hurts from waiting. And then when they get in the car, she's getting hammered. He's like, Do you think it's a good idea?
1: Yeah. And well she reveals that that's because she was nervous to see Dawson.
0: Well, cause it's in the next scene when like she's she shows up obviously drunk. She's calling Dawson Donald. And Todd is like, What's wrong with her? when she walks away. And Dawson does the classic Hollywood line of she's tired, and he like chases her down. And that's when she's like Drops the whole bomb. Like, out of nowhere. Dawson's Creek is just having Dawson bang this chick, leave this chick, and she's giving us that information right here, out of nowhere. Like, holy shit, what's happening? Yeah,
1: yeah. We find out that there's a person attached to that cell phone. Oh,
0: she tells him to go to hell here. She's like, you fucked me up when you dumped me like that for Joey. Like, we find out later, too, on her answering machine, like a true dildo. Like, he doesn't even...
1: We found that... We found that earlier oh was it because dawson oh that's true dawson had said that in past episodes we just didn't know it was natasha
0: i did know it was natasha i that is one of the things i remembered i knew i think i was trying to like push you in that direction on your predictions last episode like hey hey what who's the living dead girl like it could be but you went with joey but no it's a surprise we get natasha up in the mix and she again she is pissed as fuck fuck but she's also drunk as fuck because they show we trying to film and they get to like take 13 and Todd figures out that she's drunk and he is not fucking happy he's like ready to be done with this shit so let's talk about before we head into what happens next on the movie set Let's talk about some people who are going to show up there Like we're already talking about With Joey and Eddie and how they end up getting to the movie set
1: Oh how they're just like Having this angry back and forth Like uh, bickering At each other and Joey's like I'm not angry and a guy didn't break my heart and Eddie's like I never said anything about no, being he, a guy He
0: did. I think he did say something About it being a guy didn't he he ends up, what? Well, even if she's the one who brings it up, he ends up going, well, it is a guy, isn't it? Since you're the one who brought it up, it must be. But then, like, the phone rings and he gets called away, so this conversation ends. But they're like... He's trying to pick it back up later when they're packing up for this delivery they have to go do, and she's just she doesn't want to have anything to do with it at all. But he still goads her into talking because it's it's how Dawson's Creek deals with people flirting with each other. Ninety five percent of the time they bicker with each other.
1: Well, like yeah, he calls her safe, and that's why she doesn't like the book because the book's all about taking risks. Dude, I love
0: that book. It's one of my favorite books. But anyway, she tries to say she is impulsive by saying she bought a ticket to Paris and totally could have gone.
1: She's like, yeah, I could have gone. I chose not to. And he's like, dude, you're missing the (laughs) point. Like, we all can do something. But you got to
0: do something. So, no, fuck you, that doesn't count. She goes to head back inside. And he's like, where are you going? You got to come drop this shit off with me right now. Fuck. All right.
1: And she's like, I'll go get this person. And he's like, "Uh, duh, they need to be able to sell drinks. You can't sell drinks. so, you have to come with me So
0: they get in the car, they get to the movie set And she figures it out real quickly And she's like, we need to get the fuck out of here as soon as possible Who do I go get money from to get out of here? Whoever she asks is like, oh, Dawson's around here somewhere He'll pay you for it Joey's like, God
1: Oh yeah, dude, I thought that was fucking hilarious I just oh, yeah. started laughing and laughing and laughing So
0: he's like surprised to see her there, obviously And they start to kind of bicker with each other a little bit But before it can get out of control Todd and Natasha come out of the trailer and they're also kind of bickering a little bit. And Todd introduces them and you can tell that they both realize and Natasha's like, oh, I
1: know who this bitch oh, Joey, is. Joey, the
0: look on her face too, they both figured out very quickly who the other one was. Joey's like, oh shit, this is the one that he cheated on with me? And yeah, exactly. Natasha's like, This is the one that he fucking dumped me for? What the fuck? And she loses her mind. She's like, How dare you bring her here tonight?
1: And he's like and Joe's all like, oh no, 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 no. You see here actress i'm actually delivering the food so if i could just get paid and she's like oh now you want his money too bitch and dawson's like hey man i'm just trying to do my fucking job and she's like like, fuck you
0: you natasha's like you told me that that was the best sex of your life Motherfucker, and now you're just gonna be dumping me and treat me like this. And the whole time, Todd is just sitting in the background, loving it. Todd's
1: all just like, Oh snap, motherfucker.
0: He probably hasn't been this entertained in months. Oh, he loves it. He loves it. He's like, I'm not in the middle of any of this, and I could potentially.
1: And it's not him that people are freaking out at. He's all like, This is a change of pace. I love it. Well, he
0: comes up to Dawson later, and he's like, Natasha's not gonna come out of her trailer until you leave. And the only way I get you to leave is to fire you. Even though I love you and I don't want to fire you at all. Well, he doesn't say he loves him, but...
1: Well, he does say that Dawson is the best assistant he's ever had. And Dawson's like... And Dawson's like, you know what? I totally understand. I get it. I want to see this movie succeed. So I'm just going to go ahead and leave. And
0: Todd's like, keep in touch, man. I'm going to miss you, dude. So... He's walking around And Joey's going to leave And they kind of cross paths And while they're talking to each other Natasha's watching the conversation And
1: and this is what I don't understand why the fuck is she going to leave without getting paid? She hadn't gotten paid up until that. Blanket.
0: That's. I think she was going. No, she went to find him to get paid. I think because he was just wandering around. And she had never. She was going to leave, and then
1: as he was leaving after being fired, is when I he don't went know. To I guess him. I didn't really. I guess How I didn't think about
0: the sense. exchange of money, and it would make sense to me that Joey. Just kind of forgot about it, too, because now she's pissed and blindsided. But either way, I just, I, I didn't notice it. But they end up talking, and basically they settle on the same thing, as the song remains the same. Like, this is just how we are. It couldn't have been different, probably, so fuck it. And they split off, and Nat, like Natasha's watching, and they show her, like, kind of looking sad for them, almost.
1: Well, that's what I, I, I put. She was like, I was like, she's overlooking, and she looks concerned or sad. And... And she's like damn did I break them up or what's going on like like fuck like or is it she's just like dude he broke up with me in that vicious of a way like he tore my heart out and like for that. Well she
0: comes up to him later and she's like listen I got you your job back I'm sorry I probably just did that because I was drunk my bad I was drunk because you got me all fucked up and I like you a lot. And all this and he's like listen here's what gave here's what changed my mind about it and I got you your job back I watched you two talking and I saw that she hurt you way more than you hurt me so like I feel like we're even in this like sucks for me but you're fucked up too so let's call it a truce almost
1: yeah, and this this all happens in what I thought was interesting for the episode of Inst- Instant Karma. Because, like, normally, Dawson's Creek will wrap up an episode with just, like, the dominant storyline for the most part. Uh-huh. And this one had, like, an interesting end sequence. The,
0: the next one, too.
1: it wrapped up, like, all of the, like, every storyline in this episode was wrapped up in that end sequence as opposed to just being like sequence like the and like the show just having the main thing be the focus at the at the whole like ending portion of the. well what episode. how they
0: choose to end the next episode is an interesting one too because it's not the main storyline either but it's not also how they do it here like we'll get to how they end it because it's a point i wanted to talk about but like it's not the one I would have expected them to cut The credits on Yeah, The third episode is definitely one that I'm like Okay that is how they ended The Dawson's episode as far as storyline goes
1: Well I mean and it's The you know the quote unquote Scary episode right. that they do
0: So let's close out with Joey and Eddie here, because they're back at Hell's Kitchen, and he's asking about Dawson, and she's finally like, well, why do you like this book? And he tells her, it's because these people who take chances, and that's the kind of person I want to be, and I hope that I am. And so Joey Potter just straight up kisses Eddie on the mouth, like, just out of nowhere. She's like, boom, what's up, dog?
1: And then Eddie kind of reacts, like, in a way that I can respect, and uh, I understand why he would do it.
0: He is a male Joey in the way that he oh, overthinks so much. Everything. It is her
1: fucking virtual twin.
0: Yep. And if
1: I didn't say it last three-pack, I definitely wrote it down somewhere in my notes, this three-pack, because I fucking, like, witnessed it. And was like, <laughs> no, that is his, her fucking twin. It's... Literally mere copies of each other
0: I'll I'll bring it up again later Because it happens multiple times in this three pack But what you were saying about his stance here Is basically, listen, I know you're not kissing me Because you want to kiss me entirely You're kissing me out of revenge against Dawson I watched what happened tonight The same way Natasha was being voyeuristic So was I, just peeking in on the action Trying to figure yeah. out the details for myself So he figured out that her and Dawson Are the issue
1: He's all like, but had to be like, you know, you're kissing me because you actually want to kiss me. is all like, I'm down for it.
0: Yeah, he was pretty much He's like. like, I'll subscribe to that. If we can get to the point where I'm convinced that we're kissing each other for the right reasons, I'm pretty cool with that right now. And that c- continues as this three-pack goes on. But let's jump over to your favorite couple, uh, Audrey and Pacey. They are not having a good time right now. No, it's
1: because Pacey's working so much right now Trying to get his fucking... His work respect
0: Real, He's trying real hard
1: He's trying so hard to get his work respect He's forgetting the fact that He's got a loving girlfriend That he's supposed to pay attention to And want to hang out with but... I,
0: I don't think he's forgetting the fact I think he's just not... Being able to split the two worlds together the way that she needs him to. And he doesn't know how to fix that. I think he wants to. I just don't think he can. And he's, by again, by the time we find out in the next episode. He wants the
1: work respect more than he wants the relationship.
0: Right now, that's how it seems for the most part. Because she calls him up. She's like, dude, there's this monster ass party tonight. You gotta come to this big ass party. It's the biggest one of the year. We're gonna have a good ass time. He's like, I can't. I can't, man, we'll get together tomorrow I'll do the thing to you with the thing that you like And we'll have a good-ass time And she's like, alright, daddy, that works for me
1: Yeah, I was all like, I wrote down that He's all like, oh yeah, we're gonna have an all-night fuck fest, So you be prepared for that While I study You go have fun at the party Bring yourself Jack and Jen, the JJ Club
0: Well, she's like She's like, I don't want to go when, like She hangs up with him after saying This Series 7 shit better be over soon Because I'm sick of this She's like, I don't really want to go to this party. And Jack is like, you know what? I'm right there with you. I don't really want to go to this party either. He's like,
1: yeah, I just want to go home and watch some cable.
0: But yeah, some cable, Jen's, yeah. like,
1: Jen's like, I need to get laid. Yeah. We going she's... to this party because I need to bump into some strange.
0: So before they head over to that party, we see Pacey still in the office working on his ship, but Rich Rinaldi rolls up and he's like, listen, bro, the big cats want to go to the strip clubs. You can't say no to this even if you want to. Put that fucking book down, shut the fuck up, and let's go to a strip club. And Pacey tries to fight it, but it's in this world, it's a losing battle for him. He can't win if he doesn't fucking follow along with the crowd here.
1: And then, just in fucking Dawson's Creek fashion, because this is how it always happens in a fucking city the size of Boston, that some fucking college kids are going to be leaving this place, and that's Audrey...
0: But, let's be real, though, Hell's Kitchen and a strip club, very recently, because that's a dive bar in the world they're trying to
1: build, could
0: very realistically be close to each other. The odds are fucking slim that what happens here happens, but it's not totally unfeasible.
1: Well, anyway, yes, Audrey, Jack, and Jen leaving hell's kitchen and they bump into the fucking strip club team of the the big wigs uh, pacey's boss and of course pacey
0: what makes it even funnier is as they cross paths rich just happens to be yelling like who wants to go to another strip club (laughs) so audrey's like you've got
1: and audrey's just like perfect. This is exactly what I expected. You're going to go stuff some fucking dollar bills into some fucking vaginas while we're over here trying to have fun, going to a house party without you, Pacey. And he's like, dude, I literally don't want to do this. I have to, because it's my boss telling me I have to fucking do it. I'd rather study and just do that. Like if I would have just gone home and studied, I could be studying still. But instead, for some reason, I was at the office studying and got sucked out into going to strip clubs and stuffing fucking vaginas full of dollar bills. He stays
0: in the office because he's fully committed to this shit. The longer your face is in the office, if he would have gone home, he wouldn't have gotten that opportunity. So he knows the longer he stays in the office, the better his chances are of success.
1: Yeah, and the opportunity turns out to be something that is just another rung on the well yeah.
0: <laughs> well he even drops a line he's like dropped on her before he's like we can't all live in audrey land like implying you got a fucking rich ass family and don't have to worry about it
1: well he can't let things go he always just he always finds something and then just like goes oh this is the thing you don't like when people attack it then every time i'm gonna throw
0: it in your face
1: he's kind of a dick when I disagree 100% like
0: in this case because I feel like Audrey's also being a dick. I don't think either of them are handling this well. They're
1: both being Audrey dicks, really. Can't,
0: she's being selfish. And they reveal later, and it's something I'm sure they're going to delve into. She drops a line on Pacey in the next episode like, everyone who loves me ends up not loving me in the end. Everyone like she believes that From her parents down to all of her boyfriends Blah 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 whatever she says it she
1: uh, Disagree you with don't that have and the aspect Of Joey re- loves it that's
0: not what she's Talking about and she's also believing but she Also believes that that's gonna end one day too She knows it's eventual it will Happen it happens with everyone that's what she Believes you don't have to agree and I'm Not saying
1: I know it's just such a Bleak
0: some people way have to very look bleak at Bleak ways of looking at life the World is a very bleak place
1: I'd rather be out sometimes you don't
0: have a choice sometimes you see enough or feel enough negative bullshit that it just becomes your reality especially if she's got some sort of mental illness like depression that goes untreated like that shit happens it can that's we true. got questions that'll be answered but right for right now they roll off and go to the party. Audrey's like, let's take off. Let's go do this thing. Let's get fucking...
1: She's like, I need to get hammered and possibly date raped.
0: Just going on and on about being pissed. So Jen gets up and goes to get a drink, runs into Supernatural. He happens to be at this party, and she spills her drink all over him and then starts rubbing him down. Real nice.
1: And then who do we see enter the mix? But Professor Pop himself. And I'm thinking, what the fuck is this obviously... Closeted gay man doing at This uh student party
0: So they get Jack goes up to him right away Of course and he's basically like what are you Doing here the same thing and professors Like bro listen check it since I teach A mildly cool topic and I'm Relatively young and attractive Sometimes I get the invites but I've never Taken the invites before this is the first time I've Done this wink wink like everything he Says is coded (laughs) about being straight Or gay like they try to do everything Yeah it's funny because This show is as good with sub Subtext is they know they're worse Than they think they are because it's all So obvious even Natasha Points out literally Dawson's she says later you're bad with Subtext and if that wasn't a shot at themselves... Yeah, probably more than likely. If it wasn't a shot at themselves, I don't I don't know what it was. But anyway, he's basically drinking with Jack, who's underage. So it's cool for a professor to show up at a college student's party and drink with underage kids. That's the world we're in.
1: So how old do you think this Professor Pop is? Like, mid-30s?
0: 35 to 38. Yeah, right, I'd guess right around our age, yeah. Maybe a little younger, but the guy they can't...
1: Kept... No, I would say he's roughly... And I would say like mid-30s
0: Well, because he got up once to talk to Pop And Jen got up and ran into Supernatural Audrey's all by herself for a while Just chilling, but Jen comes back And they're playing quarters again with these Two dudes that show up Quarters, Yeah, is,
1: just house party dudes This is
0: like the third or fourth time quarters Has showed up in this show So someone loves it on the writing staff But yeah, they're just with some house party dudes It's kind of like, I don't know, some guys Who are just there
1: And like Jen's like, Jen's like talking to this one dude but like also eyeing Audrey and being like, mm, I'm afraid something is going to happen.
0: Well, Audrey's drunk as fuck, takes a call from Pacey and she's like, I am so rich. I am such a dumb, rich airhead bitch. And I am entirely capable of doing this and she dumps her phone into a drink. Yeah. And starts celebrating and chugging. And that's when Jen straight up says, "Hey, listen, you should maybe slow down." And Audrey just waves her off like, "Nah, nah, nah, nah. nah I'm just getting started, girl." Then we're going to cut back over to Jack with Professor Pop and they're out bonding about the Simpsons. And they're loving it And he's kind of talking about how he wasn't a good student last year Professor's like, oh, you're actually a really good student You're good at looking underneath the surface And seeing what's really going on Yeah But then he's like, this is also where I met my wife at Like a party like this
1: Yeah, and he's like, then all of a sudden, you know, like She's pregnant, and he's like He's like, what do I do?
0: Because no, no, no. I, it isn't all of a sudden uh... she's pregnant. He says that he literally found out she was pregnant yesterday and she's out of town. Yeah. So my thought is, was that a line? Was that a fucking lie out of convenience to try and like if Jack is looking for signals, which Professor Pop has done this before, I feel like he knows. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he does this every time. Like when people we'll see how it plays professor
1: out professor pop is definitely playing up the closeted gay guy that like isn't but like that'll be like be like ah, i'm closeted gay but like uh when i see someone that is pretty obviously gay and into me like i'm just gonna be like oh no like, i'm totally into it but Just know that I got a wife and I just Found out she's pregnant so let's go do This damn thing and Jack's
0: all like "Hmm." Well we'll see how that plays out next episode To it's fullest or wait no That's this one we find out it's the end of this one But it plays out even further in the next one But for for right now we cut Back over to Pacey at a club and Rinaldi tries to give him this fucking sales pitch about love.
1: Yeah, he's all like, he's all like, yeah, man, you just show up and they'll know that you love them because you showed up. Like, you didn't have to say anything. You just be like, baby, I showed up. Here's some flowers that I picked down the <laughs> no, way. No, he said no flowers. Nothing. Like, he
0: said don't bring anything.
1: Pace is like, you're a fucking scumbag piece of shit. <laughs> no. How does that work? No, all he, oh, and he's, he's... All like, dude, it fucking works. 100% of the fucking time. I, I mean,
0: I know you're doing a, a, a little bit on that, but I want to point out that Pace's reaction was not even a disgusted anything. He kind of just laughed and said, you are such full of such unbelievable crap. So it's not like that, that kind of... Li- Pacey's just looking at that kind of thought process as a sales pitch now. So he is yeah. kind of changing a little bit. I don't think in what we've seen of his actions so far... Unless, like, you're super into the Audrey Pacey thing. But again, like we already established, they're both kind of fucking that up. Like, I don't think he's done anything overtly bad yet. Neglectful, maybe, sure. No. But nothing intentionally hurtful either. But that, I think the fact that he just kind of laughed. I don't think he's done anything intentionally hurtful throughout what we've seen. Right, right, right. And that's what I'm saying. But I think the fact that here he just kind of laughs at that pitch from Rinaldi shows that there's kind of that sea change going on underneath where oh, I
1: mean like I, I'd laugh at it too in that situation it doesn't mean that I don't think the guy isn't a fucking scumbag
0: I, I don't I think Pacey will believe he's a fucking scumbag too but what I'm saying is Pacey's desire to best Rinaldi could turn him into Rinaldi And we might be seeing the seeds of that being planted now.
1: Well, I feel like the first seed was already planted when they showed us that fucking ridiculous goatee.
0: Which maintains its status throughout an entire three-pack once again. I thought they were going to get rid of it after he made fun of it, but nope.
1: No, goatee is there and is terrible as ever.
0: How long do you think that goatee goes for?
1: I hope I hope it's just gone
0: <laughs> One day it's just gone Just
1: next episode he's all like Alright I got the series 7 that I'm taking Let's do this As soon as I pass it I'm shaving off The fucking goatee And then it's just like he shows up The goatee's gone they're all like Hey!
0: I hope they don't mention it at all And I hope it's just When they come back From like the second commercial break In some episode It's just all of a sudden He doesn't have it anymore And there's no mention of why Or when We don't see him shave it It's just gone But that's not how it's gonna be I feel like it needs to be brought up. I feel like it had it's already been brought up. If they don't bring it up again to get rid of it, I'm gonna be really disappointed. But let's cut to this. So this episode takes a turn into let's deal with a serious topic territory.
1: Oh yeah, because this guy's like like oh baby, let's go upstairs and uh, find some place to be more alone. When Audrey's like falling asleep, like passing out, well, yeah, because like, she's so fucking hammered drunk. Well, he's
0: trying to like kiss her on the couch, and she's not really into it. But he realizes how drunk. she is he's like oh i can take advantage of this and apparently he's got a fucking tag team partner and the dude that jen's been talking to and they're on the stairs or whatever so perfectly laid out like they've done this before these are the kind of scumbags who have run this fucking terrible scam on women before and probably gotten away with it so he's trying to drag her up the stairs and he successfully gets past jen and then do blocks jen's way and jen's like what the fuck am i gonna do well it just so happens it's supernatural is overhearing it.
1: Yeah, Supernatural has got some supernatural powers where it's called like observation and hearing. And he like saw something a little weird and then he heard it. And Jen's like, I need some help. And he's all uh, like, she's like, he's like, I got you, girl. I'm not sexually attracted to you but i got you i'm just trying to and get he, you like, saves the i'm day. just
0: trying to get you to join my cult
1: yeah he's like i just want you to stand tall with me at the stand and we'll sit And take some. So the
0: tall dude is just trying to blame it on the psycho chicks or whatever. Nothing's going on. And supernatural's like,
1: well, yeah. He's like, dude, this chick's just a crazy bitch. And he's like, oh yeah, she's all he. She's all like, she's all like, she's like, oh, I'm crazy because your friend wants to
0: fucking rape my friend. And so supernatural like if nothing's going on and you won't mind that i fucking go right past you and find out what's going on so him and jen get past the tall dude and they go in there and they fucking grab audrey well jen grabs audrey while supernatural's holding the rapist fucking like back like don't you yeah. fucking move at all right now brother and they get the fuck out of and there.
1: rapist is like i will rape you and supernatural's like i will fucking break you in half
0: Well, thankfully, none of that happens. And we cut to those two dropping Audrey back off in her room. And Jen's like, I'm going to stay here for the night. Don't worry about it. I'm going to make sure she's all right. But when she goes in, she's like, can I do anything for you, Audrey? And Audrey's like, yeah, you can do one thing for me. And let's get the fuck out of my room.
1: And Jen's like, oh, really? I just saved you from getting raped. And she's like, Audrey's like, actually, Jen, that was supernatural. Why don't you get the fuck out of here?
0: Again, but I'd like to point out that they intentionally... And especially from Audrey's side of things Intentionally do not talk about that at all For the next three episodes Or next two episodes after this Like Audrey doesn't want to talk about what almost happened That's that's not important She
1: doesn't want to realize that She came real close
0: So Jen leaves And Supernatural's still out there And they start talking And she's like man it was weird for me tonight Because I've been on her side of this before And no one was there to help me So it was fucking crazy to be there And be in a position to help someone out or whatever And he's just like listen man All the shit you've been through That's what made you such a compassionate Caring and loving and helpful person And you just gotta learn to accept And believe that fact And then come to the stand So we can sit
1: Yeah and we can help other people By listening to their problems And being like I got you
0: Well Jack's about to listen to something As the professor drops drops him off At his place yeah,
1: the professor basically is like, so, Jack, I'm down to fuck. And Jack's just like,
0: what? Yeah, he's like, I showed up at this party and I was hoping to run into a certain student. And Jack's like, excuse me, buddy? And the professor's like, oh, I shocked you, didn't I? And Jack's kind of like, yeah, um, mm, uh, uh, and he's like, listen, you can just think about it if you want to. This is the professor who says it. I'll just keep teaching class and I'll see you in class. No big deal. Don't worry about it. And Jack just kind of awkwardly gets out of the car Stands on the sidewalk And as the professor drives away just goes Oh my god You can't believe it
1: Yeah it was really weird It was
0: so weird And then we got Pacey and Audrey And
1: then then, yeah Pacey uh, shows up And he's all like He just does what fucking homeboys told him to do And she's just like Hey can you just come inside and hold me And Pacey's like yeah I got you baby girl You know I love you And she's just like yeah don't worry about it but I almost got raped No, nah, no, nah, I'm not gonna say that She just says nothing and Goes to bed with her eyes open
0: Unfortunately man a lot of women in that situation Feel like they can't say anything And that's the reality of
1: it Yeah I know I'm trying to poke fun And, no, and no, no. joke about it because it's just Like that's how oh, I and deal with the, these and I get it, Terrible subjects But you know
0: how I am too I just gotta make sure to point out Like we can have fun but it's also A reality that this show Is one of the things I appreciate about Tries to tackle in a way and kind of address it,
1: has really tried. Like, and I forget that the show is like 20 to 15 years old, and so it's like
0: 18. I think at this point, is like what we're watching right now is 18 years ago,
1: yeah. So, I mean, like a lot of things have changed, and a lot of things haven't changed at all. What was
0: weird for me about this season is it feels like it's regressive on their gay storylines, like they're poking more fun at gay culture in a way that didn't feel mean before but it feels mean this season or extra stereotypical like it doesn't come with any sort of compassion it's just like audrey being like yeah all gay people are clean right and rinaldi being like i don't feel like that's mean it felt i i'm saying the tone of it especially
1: considering she was saying it to her friend and she can kind of like like he can understand the context of her being kind of like slightly bitchy with but, it. Like I don't know, Maybe this... I'm reading too much into. Oh, it, I might be too. But it didn't seem like it was that big of a deal. No, but what I'm.
0: But this show has never had that kind of humor at all. Whether or not she was being mean. This show has never relied yeah, but it on it. It also kind didn't have
1: bleeped out F words.
0: That was for a crossover with an extremely popular show to try and draw. They're trying to draw in an MTV crowd this season. Murder Dolls are a big part of that. Jack Osborne was a big part of that. There's another big guest appearance in an upcoming episode that ties in MTV T. really I. hard. I'm not going to say who it is or it isn't.
1: Well, because T.I. guest spot on like season two, I think, of the OC.
0: I'm well aware of where T.I. had it. It was the song Bring 'em Out, if we want to talk about it i know all about it. i love fucking ci but yeah we're not fucking imposters which is also episode number five the title of it unless you got any more thoughts on that let's talk about joey and eddie in the next step
1: yeah it's all at the opening of this show at the hell's kitchen you know we're setting the scene for you yeah, it's
0: the night before the show
1: and we get the classic eddie and joey banter by classic i mean classic to season six
0: the final cut well Emma's in the mix too and, was, and joey's trying to get some beers from eddie and eddie's not giving them to her but he slides him down to emma because emma's showing off some cleavage and she's basically like joey listen if you want to get beers and you want to get better tips you got to show your tits except she didn't yeah. say tits but joey thought that she said tits when she said tips and she misheard yeah, it was twice really, uh
1: go back and forth it it was so bad and that's why i'm pointing out it was not funny at all and
0: that's exactly why i wanted to point it out because they were i think they thought they were being super edgy and funny they're like oh you're not funny you're thinking about the word tits right now aren't you and i'm like i'm almost always thinking about the word tits so it's really not that i was
1: like especially when i'm almost seeing yours all right i was like i just rather see them than think about the word tips or tits
0: Eddie comes over and he's like you kind of scare me now that you tried to stuff your tongue down my throat and Joey's like people don't talk about embarrassing things like this and he's like oh I do don't worry about it I'm gonna talk about it
1: so one thing I wanted to bring up real quick um emma knows about the kiss but this is something different right
0: they they heavily imply that she knows about the kiss yes well, okay so what <laughs> i want to bring up though
1: is completely different so emma's got this band oh right? please
0: talk about the band because i was going to
1: and they're gonna play the next night the, right they the next got, night they have a gig they've got a gig their first gig at hell's kitchen and they don't have a singer
0: she says she's literally going to rehearsal tonight to fire people i'm like okay the night before your first gig you're gonna go fire people from your band what are you doing play the gig first and then fire the person until you get another gig or another person so this is
1: the second band on this show we've seen get gigs
0: without fucking people in the band no to Play They had people when they, lead singers. They had people when they got the gig, but somewhere along the line, before they gig, before the gig, they fired lost... or
1: let people leave yeah. the band. Yeah, what the fuck is happening? I don't know. Is this what happens in the music? I do. No. I am not a musician. No, so I do not know. No,
0: no, no. What? It, Whatever. I literally wrote down the same thing. This is not normal. This is not a thing that happens. Generally speaking,
1: I was just interested because. I was, like, immediately thinking, I was like, oh, good fucking God, Joey better not fucking sing again because I'm sick and tired of hearing her shitty singing.
0: Well, she shows up on campus where Eddie's walking around flyering for the show, and she refers to her kissing him to, interestingly enough, as the incident. She just turns everything into her life into an incident and blows it out of fucking proportion.
1: Yeah, I think she likes over exaggerating
0: but hold on because here's eddie doing the same shit because they're having this conversation where he's like Listen, well it's because he's her the, but, but that's where i'm saying it, it keeps coming up here because he ends up they have this conversation where he's like oh you think things are nice between us things are not nice between us but i think they're like agreeable between us and i'm like really <laughs> really you're gonna fucking parse out between nice and agreeable like you just want to be argumentative with this chick because you fucking love it And it's just, this is, I think, where I first put down in writing, where I was like, these two are the same fucking person entirely. And it's almost, like, I'm not sure if I love or hate watching it.
1: Yeah, okay, so I wrote, when they are back in uh, Professor Dick's class, and they call out Eddie as Joey's twin in the show, I fucking lost it.
0: Well, because Hudson obviously sees the similarities between them because he knows more about Eddie than we do at this point, right? Yeah. Well, they... they He's tearing down Joey again Because she's really fucking up this presentation She doesn't know some shit that Eddie does know And so when he's cutting Joey down Eddie's like why don't you fucking lay off of her And she wouldn't be so fucking nervous And then she wouldn't make these simple ass mistakes And he's like Professor Dick's like You're not criticizing me right now are you Like you wouldn't be questioning my teaching methods Because like I know a whole bunch of shit About like secret identities And all this other stuff And I'm like oh babe He's like I
1: know you're not really a student You're just some guy who likes to come and sit into my
0: class, they don't quite reveal that to us yet, but that's what they're really laying on thick to us to figure out. So Eddie gets up and leaves. I don't have to deal with this shit because I'm not a student. Joey goes to follow him, and he's like, "Why don't you mind your own goddamn business, girl? Get the fuck out of here!" So he and then, when
1: Joey brings it up or like mentions this whole thing to, she's like, "She not? She doesn't mention the whole thing, but she like she's searching." She's like, Man, I'm I'm. I'm trying to find fucking Eddie, man well, Do you she, know where he lives? Like, well, no, she I can't up. find him on campus
0: She shows up at Hell's Kitchen because he works every night Apparently But Emma's like, he doesn't work tonight And Joey's like, what the fuck is going on? Well, where does he live? And Emma's like, I don't know, it's probably in the file in the back I'm like, I don't think it's legal For anyone to just go digging through Someone's personal files and take an address like that
1: No, it's not
0: I'm pretty sure that that is Very illegal but Joey goes ahead and does it anyway and then shows up at Eddie's place. They say it's 2 hours away by public transportation. So I'm guessing it's at least an hour's drive, maybe 45 minutes depending on what kind of public That's transportation crazy. we're talking. It's a commute. I mean, how far do you drive to work every day?
1: 25 minutes.
0: Some people do that shit. And Eddie Eddie obviously does it. He but I he chooses to work close to Worthington I bet, so it's worth Going to Worthington too Like if I'm going to drive out that way to take these free classes I might as well get paid while I'm out that way anyway
1: Yeah why not right
0: But why not just live there too Yeah That's part of what I don't understand. It's like, at least you could move closer. Maybe you don't move directly into Boston, but you could be 20 minutes away instead. I mean, it doesn't matter.
1: Either way, Joey ends up learning nothing from Eddie in this situation, other than the fact that he lives out
0: there. Well, she shows up at his house, and he comes up behind her just getting home from wherever. He's like, what the fuck are you doing here? She's like, well, you could at least invite me in for a glass of water. Yeah, she's a real bitch about it. Uh, The whole situation. What the fuck are you two doing? What is this weird tug? You both know what you want out of this situation. Why are you both playing this stupid fucking game like idiots? Well, they go up there and he's like, listen, you could have saved yourself the trouble by just calling me and you could have known not to drive here. And she's like, I didn't think it was trouble at the time, but fuck you. I'm going to leave. So she goes and heads back to Hell's Kitchen where the show is taking place. We'll get back to to the show later. uh, How the band ends up surviving with or without a lead singer. And we get to the end after the show's over at Hell's Kitchen where Joey's closing up and Eddie comes to help her close up. And he explains to her about how he started going to classes. This is, I think, how they end the episode. No, this is not how they end the episode. But he's just talking to her about all that. And he's like, well, listen, man. He's still trying to be a dick, though. Because he's like, I wasn't standing up for you earlier in class. I was just showing off for you. Like, just so you know. But then he slides into, like, this impersonation of Professor Dick. So you could tell he didn't mean that. He was just trying to impersonate that guy and then they both kind of laugh about it and I'm like this is such a weird dynamic between them because it's like they're looking into a mirror but they can't tell that it's a mirror
1: yeah, yeah that makes sense
0: if that, if that makes any sense I was just going to say I'm not sure that it does but that's how it feels to me like it's like you're looking in the mirror while you're tripping on mushrooms and at some point you can't figure out if that's a reflection or if it is a different person <laughs> I don't know if that's relatable content Let's cut to the hot couple of the moment, Pacey and Audrey. Because for me, and I know Joey's basically the main character of the show at this point, and I don't hate to have the storyline, but it doesn't feel like a storyline material. It doesn't feel like the shit that's the focus of what's happening right now to me.
1: No, because it's basically just like, if they had that technology back then to do it, which they did, probably, they would have just done Joey dating Joey.
0: Well, honestly, this three-pack felt most like Dawson's Creek for the first time in a long time. Where, like, watching it, I was like, it feels like Dawson's the main character, or at least the storyline I'm really enjoying the most.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: Maybe not for the first time in a long time, but he definitely felt like the main focus... Here.
1: Well, he also, to me, feels like the character that has changed the most throughout the oh. six seasons. Oh, absolutely! From first season Dawson to sixth season Dawson, he seems oh, the for most sure. different.
0: I, I'd say that I'd have to sit down to like. Hacey um,
1: looks not
0: looks. no he looks feels he looks different. like
1: he's the same character. He just now has a goatee.
0: Well, he's sitting here and he's reading with Audrey at the moment, right? And you can tell their whole chemistry is off. They're not, like, clicking on any cylinders right now. And he's like, girl, that's the first book I've seen you open all semester. Well, and he's like, trying to, like...
1: He can tell something's off, too. And she's all like, I'm not going to talk about almost getting raped. Well, he
0: it, he's basically just like, listen, I can tell something's up. And the fact that you're studying right now makes it even weirder. Like, it feels like this is where he goes, like, maybe, I don't know, did something happen at the party last week? that you, Like, is it even weird? Like, did something go down? And she's like, don't fucking worry about it, all right? And then
1: on top of it, Audrey's not wanting to even have sex.
0: No yeah he's like trying to make the moves And she's like nope no thanks So he just goes back to studying again And he's studying all hours Because when Emma comes down the next morning Pacey's passed out with a coffee cup in his hand And Audrey's in the shower Making a whole bunch of fucking racket And apparently that's been an issue for a while now yeah,
1: and then she was singing, which well, gave- Well, Pacey
0: was like, I gotta run. Pacey like, I gotta run. You deal with it, Emma. I gotta fuck you. Fuck this shit. I can't get in the middle of your garbage.
1: Yeah, and then she hears fucking Audrey singing, and Emma's like, perfect. I need a lead singer. Hey, Audrey, since you basically live here now, can you please be the lead singer of the Imposters?
0: And And that's what we get to, but before the gig- Pacey's at work, and who shows up in the office, all dressed up, super fucking professional, sexy? But Audrey. But Audrey. And she's like, Listen, something exciting happened. I'm going to be the lead singer of this band. I've been rehearsing all day. I need you to come to this show.
1: It's tonight.
0: Pacey's like, Well, first of all, Don't you ever fucking come in my office like this again. You can't do this shit. He's like, I can't get my work
1: respect if you're coming here looking all saucy. People are thinking I'm trying to get a BJ in the back.
0: It's not even that. They think you're stopping in here fucking making all the calls. And this is a fucking alpha male office. I can't have these men thinking my woman runs my life. God damn it. I'm in here trading stocks. Only the manliest of men can do this fucking bullshit. Yeah. And she's like, "That's, that's fine, dude. That's fine, dude. I'll leave as long as you say that you come to this show. He's like... What did I say? I'll come to the fucking show, all right? It didn't get quite like that. But she takes off thinking he's going to show up later, right? Well, she's asking about him at the show right before they're about to go on. And Jen's like, I don't know. I can't tell. It's fucking crowded out there, man. You guys got a hell of an audience for this right now. And this is where she tries to talk about the party. And Audrey's like, shut the fuck up. Don't want to hear about it. And then Emma comes up. It's like, it's go time, girls.
1: Audrey's like, I have to go sing. So, I don't want to talk about almost getting raped.
0: Well, so she went all out pretending to be a punk rocker by putting in a fake lip piercing and septum piercing. Yeah. Or at least we assume. Which Emma's. They're oh, they're definitely fake. Otherwise, you would at least see the hole in her lip when she wasn't wearing it at other times.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true.
0: Maybe the septum could be real, but I doubt it. Back in 2003, at least, I'd have less doubt of that in present day. Yeah. But anyway, she gets up there, and she's killing it. And the band's killing it, apparently. They're rocking it. Jen's loving it. Joey's loving it. I mean, it was Everyone's better than Joey, it still it. wasn't good. Well, she was doing a punk rock thing, dude. She was, like, trying to scream and yell. They're covering California Dreamin'. It was It was what it was. She gets off the stage, she's getting all this love, and she's like, where's Pacey at? And Pacey ain't nowhere.
1: And we do find out where Pacey is. He's back at home on the couch, slumped over falling asleep basically no he
0: did he was out
1: he's all like he gets woke up and he's like he's like ah fuck he's like i missed it he's like man i came home i sat down to fucking change and i wake up to you fucking waking me up
0: and she's like okay well let me ask one favor of you then dog why don't you drive me home and boom a storm is rolling in oh yeah well there's literally a storm rolling in because after this scene is when they cut to the joey eddie at closing time and it's raining so the literal storm rolled into the to the scene let's talk about our boy dawson and his boy todd and our leading lady natasha
1: So we find out Natasha's in the doghouse with, like, the movie execs.
0: Well, we meet Heather when the three I just mentioned are at this bar in a hotel. And as soon as Dawson rolls up, Natasha rolls out. Todd's drunk as fuck, and Dawson's like, bro, we are, like, three days behind. We got no plan B. What the fuck is going on here? And then Heather rolls up and goes, actually, it's four days behind, you fucking idiots. Everyone has seen the footage of Heather, or of Natasha, and no one likes it.
1: And Dawson's like, dude, she's good. You've got good shit. We just need to showcase the good stuff we got. And fucking let that speak for itself. He's like, we put in some good music. All of a sudden, we're selling something differently than what we've been showing her. Show her that cut. And so they rip that shit up and they show it Well, her. Heather's
0: well at this point heather is like why should i be listening to this motherfucker who is this donald is that what i heard the other day is donald, donald lawson is that no that's not right well get the fuck out of here and todd's like well he's the target demographic she's like all right get get back to me later this afternoon with something and that's when dawson and todd are talking and todd's like i'm just gonna fire her because if the studio execs don't like it they're gonna shut this shit down and likely if they shut the shit down they're not gonna start this shit back up and i want my job more than i want natasha to have her job and dawson's like shut the fuck up i'm gonna fix this he goes and talks to natasha walks in on her topless in her fucking wardrobe tent so they have that little awkward cutesy topless moment for a while and she's like listen dude i know i'm in the doghouse I'm not an idiot and he's like Well Here's some tips on how to get some really good shots With Todd later we're gonna make this work for you We're gonna work it out and that's when Dawson Fucking shows that cut up footage To Heather and she's like fine We got it now We'll, we'll It'll work with Natasha and Natasha or Heather shows how fucking Terribly fake she is when they Todd Introduces Natasha and she's like oh it's so Nice to meet you oh my god We love you so much Natasha Oh yeah
1: she is so fake but it's Funny because like it's during this that I Wrote down that this is my Favorite overarching story so far For season 6 because it just like One it touches a lot of characters It does what I thought was going to happen Initially going into season 6 Was it was going to do a callback right Because we get the callback of the characters todd and heather we get the the love triangle
0: the introduction of natasha <laughs> yeah who i mean i i remember liking her as a character before but i'd forgotten a lot of the details and so far but anyway she ends up talking about the first night that they met and how she was like dawson's a good guy and i liked him and he wasn't fake like all these other motherfuckers that were here do you want to hang out at a bar later dog like this is in the present time and he's like yeah dude cool. now I
1: was all like. now she still wants to fuck him after he broke up with her the way he did.
0: I think seeing the reality of Joey in front of her face kind of changed things a little bit. Although, I don't know. if I, I mean, who am I to say whether she's right or wrong here? Because I'm kind of more on your side. Like, I don't know, man. Like, fuck this guy. That was a really dick maneuver.
1: I'm mean, She must really want to blow him.
0: The, who, again, who knows what anyone's going through? Maybe there's the comfort of someone like him while she's going through this, like just having some while she's going through this movie experience like this is her first major role like you know and having a little physical contact while she's making it might make it a little bit easier and Dawson's a good enough guy, I guess. I don't know.
1: Speaking of physical contact, or lack thereof, physical contact... Well, here's
0: here's what I was getting at earlier. This is a weird episode in that it ends on the Jack storyline.
1: Well, because, like, it's also kind of a flip of everything that they've done with Jack, where Jack's been kind of, like, uh, accepting of like being gay and stuff like that at this point in his character's development and he kind of like totally flips the script on this guy who was like he confronts him and he's all like dude maybe you shouldn't uh fucking be closeted gay guy and uh think of all the people you're hurting think of your unborn child that you're hurting think of your wife that you're hurting
0: well jack gets back this paper that's like 20 percent of their grade and it's a c minus and this is right after good old professor had told him he was a good student and he really liked his work so jack fucking goes to his office or goes up to him after class he's like bro what's up man like is this legit and this dude's like basically listen a c minus isn't all that bad you told me yourself you weren't that good of a student anyway so maybe you're setting your expectations too high and i'm like you slimy son of a bitch you pull the fucking moves On one of your young ass students and he is shocked and isn't ready to do it. And so you're going to turn around, give him a lower grade because of that. And then fucking try and convince him it's because he isn't a good student and that's okay. I wanted someone to just punch this guy right in the penis. Yeah, this guy was
1: a real piece of shit. And Jack's all like, you know what? You're a fucking imposter.
0: Yeah, basically, yeah. Well, this dude gives all the, well, in my, you know, when it was me, I'm older than you, it wasn't that easy to come out, and whether or not that's true, I've got no position to comment on, but in his mind, coming out back then was a lot riskier than when Jack came out. Jack's like, yeah. But it was people who came out then that made it easy for people like me to come out. And people like me coming out now makes it easier for people who are going to come out after me. So you just decided to not be fucking brave. And you've got to deal with that. But you can't take it out on me. You can't fucking give me and other people like me lower grades because we don't want to fucking touch your married penis.
1: Yeah, and so it ends. The episode has this ending sequence with, like you're saying, it focuses on the Jack storyline with uh, Jack getting approached by Professor Pop at I don't know, he's getting some coffee or something like that, and he hands him his paper with like it goes from a C minus to like a B minus or something like that, or it's a just B-plus. a straight up B,
0: straight up middle of the road B.
1: Yeah, so it it jumps a significant amount, right? And he he's like, oh, yeah, he's like, uh, I, I had my temps look at it or something like that. Or... The TAs,
0: the t- teacher's assistants, the TAs.
1: Yeah, and he's like. He's like, yeah, it turns out it was better than it probably uh, I gave you credit for. And I'm guessing that, yeah, I was probably a little hurt that you didn't want to play with my ding dong. So, yeah, I gave you a C minus. I was like, ah, that'll teach this fucking piece of shit not to touch uh, Professor Pops' cock. And Jack's all like, you know what? I appreciate you uh, changing my grade, but... Why don't you just let the TAs grade my shit From now on and we'll just let this Fucking go and Professor Pop's like Alright cool 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 yeah 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 Don't tell anybody don't tell anybody that you wouldn't touch My dick alright peace out
0: And so he he leaves and Jen comes up And he's she's like oh yeah what's going on man And Jack's like oh I was just getting something Worked out you know I was getting something straightened out with the paper And she's like is it And he goes straight Yeah perfectly And I'm like oh okay so we're gonna keep Being obvious with the Straight in the reading under the surface. Oh, I'm so I'm surprised uh, he didn't
1: say something all like he's about as straight as a broken arrow.
0: Oh God! Well, it was fine, and but and that's where the episode ends is on that storyline, and it just felt strange because when was the last time, unless like Joey was involved, that Jack got the last scene in an episode. Oh, no idea. And it felt like a weird time to do it too. Like I guess it's a big storyline. I don't know what other one you ended on. I don't know. It just, it was odd. I don't know if you agree with me or not. It just it feels like.
1: I think it would have made more sense to end with Dawson and uh, Natasha going to the bar, like the the last scene that they had interaction where they were going, where she's like, "Oh, let's go get a drink." Like, yeah. that's how this episode should end.
0: Uh, that would have felt more normal for the show, no doubt about it. I mean, I don't. I think it's fine. Great, give Jack the last shot. It just felt weird.
1: Yeah, it's it, in the long run it's really who gives a shit but
0: it's like so many other uh, things that we talk about
1: but I do think it would make more sense
0: is there anything else that you do think about this episode nope episode 6 living dead girl and boy oh boy do i love this episode
1: oh yeah it was a really good uh it was really good episode i thought i I really enjoyed it i i liked that it was kind of different and once again it had something that would have had dawson thinking half a season about He, like, kind of wrapped it up in, like, a scene or two, and he's like, oh, no, yeah, 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 this is exactly how I feel, actually.
0: So we're going to close out with Dawson's storyline on this one because I feel like it's the best, so it's the one I want to talk about last. Yeah,
1: I I would agree with that. This whole episode is uh, better... Served around that storyline.
0: So, we're going to start out with Joey and Eddie and kind of deal with what they're dealing with because they are the ones who don't show up to this party, this Hollywood party that Dawson and the rest of the people show up to, right? Yeah, because
1: you could assume that they're both working because they work at a bar. And that's what I thought was happening that they were both working. And then Professor Dick's all like, oh, yeah, Joe, why don't you watch my daughter while you're working? And I was like, what the is going on
0: joey runs into this obviously underage girl who's a total dick to her and joey's like excuse me who the fuck are you and how old are you and that's when the professor shows up was like oh don't worry about it guys this is my daughter joey also your babysitting her. i'm sorry that you believe that she's a five-year-old and i didn't do anything to make you believe other otherwise but she's like a 15 16 year old girl so have fun on halloween night it is. It's Halloween night.
1: Yeah, I, I want to say it's Halloween
0: night. It it is. This it, the it doesn't. This isn't the opening scene of the episode. It opens with Dawson and his crew on the night before Halloween. But right here, it's Halloween night, and she's babysitting because usually the professor will take his daughter to the movies. Right? That's the setup
1: we yeah, get. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're just but kind of establishing further that this guy is like. Not only do we call him Professor Dick, but he's also a terrible father. Like he's apparently Divorced from his ex-wife Or didn't have an ex-wife Just you know had a kid Which happens
0: Well, well, She's like yeah you're ditching me to go on a date with some skank And he's like yeah but not the bad kind of skank He's like no no no, no it's the
1: one that's gonna Blow me in the theater so we can leave And I can pick you up sooner I don't have to go and get the blowjob afterwards.
0: Well, that's what's fucked up about it to me is you know that this guy realizes he has an intelligent daughter because she seems smart. And he just talks to her like any other person that he talks to. Yeah. And that's why she's like, nah, man, I gotta go bust mine
1: up in this bitch.
0: Well, he takes off to go try and do that. And Harley, which is his daughter's name.
1: Oh, see, I never picked up on that. I called her uh, PDD, Professor Dick's daughter.
0: Harley's easier for me to say, so I'm going to stick with that. You say what you'd like to say. Um... Well she's like flirting with Eddie and trying to find out If he has a girlfriend and he's like girl how Fuck old are you like it's about enough of that And Joey's like yeah that is about enough Of that you want to go to the movies and Harley's Like no fuck you I don't want to go to the movies I want to stay Here and hang out with my boy Eddie
1: and Eddie's Like oh well I, I heard about this Pretty fucking killer haunted house
0: You guys want to go to
1: that and Joey's Like swell let's go and PDD's no, Joey, like,
0: no Joey's Like I am i don't think we should do That but Harley's like I'll go if you go Eddie boy and Eddie's oh, yeah, like PD- I yeah.
1: like, I want to touch your dick.
0: Well, Eddie's like, well, how does it feel when someone gets up in your fucking business and like ruins your fucking... Because earlier in the episode, she had said that she talked to Hudson and got him back in the class, and he's like, I didn't ask you to do that, I didn't need you to do that. I not you stand stay out of my fucking business. So he's just like screwing back with her here, making her go to a haunted house with Harley, which she doesn't want to do. So again, it's that stupid back-and-forth mirror bullshit, where it's just a tit for a tat. One does... Something and the other one reacts to it Almost like super frustrating and then But they go to this haunted at house At this haunted
1: house uh, PDD drops a hard R
0: Oh it was a really Because Joey screamed it, it looks like a really lame haunted house Oh right? it was
1: but, real bad
0: But some mummy pops out on Joey And it's a jump scare on her and She screams and that's when Harley is, yeah, Drops I didn't miss this one The last one that you pointed out I had missed This one I was it was like a slap in the face I was like Jesus Christ Dawson's Creek, keep it easy on the R word by not using it at all, but they they didn't. Well, Joey, like, yells at her, too, calls her a fucking twerp or something, so Harley runs off. And
1: Eddie's all like, like, hey, baby girl, why don't you come in close and give me a smooch?
0: My my first thought is this, when Harley runs off, like, is anyone gonna follow her? Like, right now, are they just gonna let Harley run off? And they don't. They sit there, and they have an entire conversation about, like, him thinking that she's rich, and, like, he's some sort of charity case, and she's like, motherfucker, you don't know me at all if you think that I'm rich. The fuck... Then another jump scare comes into the mix, and he, like, she, like, jumps into his arms, and that's when he kisses her, and then all of a sudden she goes, hold on, what the fuck? What about Harley, man?
1: She's like, we gotta go find a PDD.
0: I'm like, dude, it's been, like, five minutes already. She could be dead. just let her what are you doing what are you doing and, but she's when they're looking for her she's all like pissed off like everything was going fine and so you kissed me and i'm like you are the one who started this big old conversation you guys just had that was on you yeah and he's like actually actually you kissed me first anyway if we're gonna take this thing back to its roots so it's all your fault
1: it's really funny because like the joey character is so super hateable most of the time
0: it's kind of turned out that way hasn't it
1: but like i liked her so much initially that it's hard to not like her still but like at some point because like i don't know like i've invested pretty hard in uh, the wedding angle
0: <laughs> i don't dislike joey i'll say that but i she is dislikable
1: she's become real dislikable
0: well, somehow at the same time, just becoming very, like, and that's what's hard to say, like, it's just like, oh, I might not like it, but she's becoming a lot more self-assured in herself, and a lot more comfortable in herself, and if that works for her, it doesn't matter if I like it or not.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that.
0: But in terms of watching and rooting for as a TV character.
1: The only thing just, that really makes me really continue to root for her is... My belief that the show is centered around these two best friends Who may or may not, in Dawson's case, he does believe that they're soulmates And he does have the thought that soulmate means you're like
0: Do you think after this last exchange he still believes that? I think he's
1: believed it for a long time I don't necessarily think I think he has come to grips to the possibility that it's not going to happen the way he thinks it should happen because like you and Joey have said in the past she only really wants the fantasy finish and if it can't go down the exact way that she storyboards it she's more interested in the journey as opposed to just being like no as long as I get there we're cool
0: Will you ever come to grips with the fact, potentially, and who knows if this is a fact or if I'm just trying to steer you in a way, that they just might not be right for each other and she's still just wrestling with accepting that fact?
1: I don't think that the actors have good chemistry and therefore- That's not even what I'm talking about. I wouldn't want to see those two actors portrayed together, but I think my belief- is that the Joey and Dawson characters should be together? I think that they're probably better off apart, but I just that's okay. where I'm at.
0: Well, well, Harley and Joey are not better off apart. And Eddie gives Joey the fucking mind bubble or mind light bulb that she's at the movie theater. Yeah, so yeah, they yeah, go to the yeah, movie yeah. theater. They get her and they come out of the movie theater And Harley's like I don't know how anyone likes my fucking dad Dude he's a dick all the time and Joey's just Kind of like uh you should, I'm not sure what you to should say give him a chance
1: that. Because like, at least he's in your life
0: uh, To well, some that's what she extent starts, That's what she starts out with But when Harley's like listen every time I give this dude a chance And I come back it's the same shit over and over and over again And I fucking convince myself it won't be But it is and it just kind of ends there Joey doesn't have anything to say at that moment Like oh shit Joey's got nothing So they get back to Hell's Kitchen later And Hudson shows up to get his daughter And the date didn't go well Obviously it didn't go well because he's a dickhead Joey's like, Harley was a perfect angel. Don't worry about it. So right there, PDD is like, all right, I got Joey's back now. That's my girl.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, hey, Joe, I just got to let you know that your boy, Eddie, wants to fuck. And I hope that one day a boy looks at me like he looks at you. And Joey's like, wait, for real? Eddie likes me? I mean, he did kiss me. Maybe he does like me. I don't know. I kind of still like Dawson. Fuck. Maybe I do like uh,
0: Eddie. Ah. Well, Eddie shows up with a root beer float, and a root beer float would fucking win my heart over, so I get it. And She's like, Eddie, what's going on with us right now? And he's like, I don't know what's going on, and I'm fucking cool with that, right? And I kind of like it that way, and they just kind of suck on that root beer beer float together.
1: And then kind of segue over to the whole Jack Jen supernatural
0: fiasco. That's that's his own fucking thing, and this is one of the storylines that takes place At the Hollywood Soundstage 7 party.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So fucking Jen is, uh, she's like head over heels over this Supernatural guy, right? And so like Audrey and maybe Emma and Jack.
0: It's just Jack and Emma. Oh,
1: okay, so Jack and Emma are all like, hey girl, why don't you invite your boo to this party? And she's like, dude, I don't even know his name. I don't know his phone number. I no, don't she know where name. to call him at. And then they're like... We've,
0: this is the first time that I learned his name, because Emma asks what it is. It's CJ, but I refuse to call him no, CJ. No, yeah, it's he's supernatural. supernatural. <laughs> whole- and...
1: And they're like, they're like, oh, doesn't he work at the stand? And she's like, yes, yes, he does work at the stand. He really wants me to work there, too. I think it's a cult. And they're like, well, why don't you call him up, girl? And so she calls and she's like, he's probably got plans. And he answers, he's like, hey, this is Supernatural. And she's all like, oh, Supernatural, hey. Oh, you're working, right? And he's like, well, I mean, like, for another five minutes till uh, my relief gets here. I, I only picked these uh, hours up because someone else needed the time off. You know, I'm so nice and giving, and I just always think about other people first. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, but then, this is then where I'm we come go home. to sit." <laughs> He's like, but then to I'm, stand
0: dude, then I'm gonna go home, I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna watch Halloween H2O which is of course the one that Michelle Williams is in
1: yeah 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 and she's all like oh shit you're gonna watch me
0: act ah yeah
1: and she's like well, well just come to this you party. Want, you can come to this party with me And it'll be fun And he's all like alright cool But at
0: no point does she mention that it's a costume party everyone's dressed up She's like some sort of dark angel Jack's a vampire But like a true blood sort of vampire Before true blood I think was even a thing like a sexy vampire. I mean, oh, I guess vampires have always been kind of sexually portrayed. But is that
1: is that was who was? Well, I just kind of thought he was just a vampire.
0: Yeah, I think he was supposed to be a sexy vampire. <laughs> I think he's on the prowl. You know what I'm saying? Like he was playing into the sexy aspect of the vampire lore lore to get laid on Halloween. All right. oh, he works his he works his way there. Yeah, well, not getting laid to... as far as we know. So.
1: Like, John, well, she
0: didn't mention this. So, well, G- CJ and his friend David show up to the party, and they're David and or looks. Danny?
1: I David, I just wrote down the guy he brought is definitely gay. It's
0: it's David, and that's too like the guy he brought is definitely gay, is too long to say. So, I'd say stick with David. <laughs> or I just wrote, I David. just wrote gay guy. You can't just call him gay guy, though. That's not, <laughs> but work. it was my notes. I mean. Was David. No, no, I know that, but I'm saying you can't settle on gay guy as a nickname. So, and then Jen's all like, Jen's like,
1: of course this guy's gay. Of course he's gay. And Jack's like, uh, Supernatural's definitely not gay. And Jen's like, but- I, I, I can spot a gay guy, believe me. And Jack's like, hello, I'm actually gay. And Jen's like, oh, yeah, well, maybe you can go find out if
0: Supernatural's no, no, gay. No, Jack pits the plan. He's like, let's split up. <laughs> I'll take Supernatural, you take David, and we're going to get to the bottom of this shit. Yeah. So she's over there kind of like dancing around it with David. Like, how long have guys been together? And David's like, been together? She's like, you know, like known each other. He's like, I don't know since freshman year or whatever, man. And then she's sudden, of course he's gay, right? And David's like, no, he's definitely not gay. Yeah. And we cut over to Supernatural and fucking Jack talk. And Supernatural just straight up like, nah, man, I'm not gay. Because apparently and Jack's, Jack's like, just came Jack's out like and oh, too
1: bad, and Supernatural's <laughs> like, oh, really, huh? And Jack's like, well, yeah, why not, right? And Supernatural's like, nah, nah, I
0: like chicks. And so what? What actually happens though is he drops the dime on Jen.
1: Like, oh, what about Jen? Like, she's fucking hot, right? And Supernatural's like, nah, I'm not really into that. Does she have an older, like, a much older grandma? Because. Mm, I get down with that. And Jack's like, Yeah, but she's married to this guy named Clifton. He's a teacher at the school.
0: You might know him. <laughs> he might have stood with you before. I don't know what he gets into. And he's like, he like no, he's like, We
1: usually sit, but it's called <laughs> the
0: stand. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not I haven't been indoctrinated yet. I don't know the terminology.
1: Well, I mean, if you know if you want to come to the club, you know, you can come to the club and we can hug uh, Jack's see, like, just like no. Jack's just like, like, wait you- a second. Another person no. that's trying to pull this shit with me. And Supernatural's no, like, like just... "No, no, 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 no." Like if you need a hug, you can get one.
0: In the club? <laughs> the hug that's what's club. up. Yeah, that's what's up. Called the stand a hug in the but club. You sit. Yeah,
1: yeah. In a chair. So you, are you Except getting a for hug when while you stand sitting. to
0: get a hug? <laughs> that's why it's called the stand. <laughs> it's called the stand because we're focusing on the hug. Of course. Of course. <laughs> It all the makes sense. The most important part, I think, to me is the fact that you've got to sit. <laughs> because if you don't sit, you can't stand. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my God. Oh my when you
1: stand God. you get a hug. You can go take another seat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
0: <laughs> oh my god that's some of the best shit oh my god that's fucking killing me <laughs> just, so it turns out they flip-flop again and now jack and david are talking and jen and, and supernatural are talking and jen's like man won't you just make this easy on me and go out sometime and he's basically just like listen i want you super bad for the stand <laughs> uh <laughs> like i'm not interested in anything else but he doesn't we don't see him saying we don't see him saying that yet he is is... (laughs)
1: really rock hard about the stand and that's all he cares about he brings it up so much
0: so jack and david are talking and jack's like man it's it's too bad about what's going on over there because like he really like or she really likes him or whatever and david says something interesting to me he's like yeah she's probably better off anyway I'm like, what a thing to say about your friend that she would be better off without your friend. What are you saying about your friend? He wouldn't be a good boyfriend. Why would he be a bad boyfriend? What's Supernatural got going on?
1: Maybe because he's spending all of his time at the
0: stand. That's true. He is, like, working his way up Dedicate. the ranks. He ain't got time. He doesn't get multiple wives until he reaches level seven. That's hard to get. So you don't You don't get any wives until you get multiple wives.
1: Correct. You go from zero to multiple.
0: You get to start with at least three, but you can go up with up to at least six on your first marriage. That's a fucking, it's a terrible maneuver in most cases. (laughs) But I'm not going to get into the history or details of this cult right now. I've already said, I've said far too much about the stand. I'm going to need to sit down for a second.
1: Just so you can stand.
0: So so as they're sitting there chit-chatting... And after he says that about C- Supernatural, Jack's like, why don't you tell me about it sometime over coffee, big boy? And David's like, I think I'd like that very much. And so then we got Jack set up. He's got himself a little date coming up here. I'm like, all right, good. At least it's not a professor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real life you think boy. We'll get back. Well, I was going to ask you if you think that he's going to come, the professor's going to come back up. But we'll talk about that later. Let's move back to... Toxic couple of the three-pack, Audrey and Pacey. And what's going on in their world? They're going as Sid and Nancy. I don't know if you're familiar with Sid and Nancy from real life. No. All right. Sex Pistols. He played guitar, I think. Maybe bass. I don't know. I don't really like the Sex Pistols. Nancy was his girlfriend. They ended up dying in a hotel room or some shit. like murder, suicide. I don't care enough about it to have the actual details. But they're going as a an ill-fated couple. All right. is essentially what it is. As far as their costumes go. And he sees an exam as she's getting ready that's got a big old F on it. And it's like what the fuck is going on You need to see me sometime Yeah and
1: it's because she's all fucked up From almost getting raped And she's depressed from not seeing her boyfriend
0: That's what it comes down Like obviously the rape thing is on top of it now But she was failing that class before that even happened Guaranteed She even admits when they talk later here It's all about her boyfriend not being there for her Yeah Because of what I'd mentioned earlier About the everyone in her life ends up not loving her anymore thing Pacey's just another in a list of things She's convinced herself of that's ultimately what it comes down to and as this episode goes on like they get to this party and again the hollywood party again and he brings it back up again the grades and it ends up escalating to her like swiping about his job again and saying that you know all he does is pay attention to that and this is when she admits yeah i'm depressed yeah i'm not going to class And this situation with my boyfriend is really fucking my world up right now. So Emma comes up on them and she's like, what's up, guys? And Audrey splits and Pacey splits. So, like, if that conversation was going to go anywhere, it got ended right there. And Audrey gets real dr- melodramatic when she decides to get into a coffin. And then when she sees Pacey close the lid.
1: Yeah, and then of course, Pacey and Emma have a little chit-chat right there. And Emma's all like, alright, you need you got something to say? I can tell. Why don't you just fucking let it spill so we can move on.
0: But before he spills, he makes a very tactful, slitting your wrists in the bathtub suicide joke. I love it when Dawson's Creek goes for the dark humor. Because it, like serious dark humor, because it rarely works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come at me with a fake ghost, sure, but you're not really good at making suicide jokes. It doesn't fit the tone of the show. Not really. And, and anyway.
1: And uh that's when he's like, he says, he's like, man, he's like... I've either stopped, you know, like stopped being in love with her or maybe I never was in love with her. And I was like, "Oof, that's fucking rough. And it just like confirms or doubles down for Audrey everything that she thinks. And it's just like not good for her psyche.
0: Because he finds her in the parking lot later towards the end of at least their night or whatever. And he goes up and she is immediately like... I think we should break up.
1: And he's all like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's go home. Let's fucking sleep this over. Let's fucking talk about it, you know.
0: And she's like, I want you to shut the fuck up. You're getting off easy in this situation. You know that that's true. And he goes in to, like, try and be comforting to her. After she says the no one loves me line. And she slaps his ass hard across the face and just breaks down crying.
1: Yeah, and she's like, You know what? We're done. We're done. We're done. And he's like,
0: Alright. Well, he had nothing to say to something that she'd said. There was just dead silence. And she's like, That's how I know it's done. You don't even have an argument for me right now. You don't have the energy to argue with me about saving this relationship when you've got all the energy in the world to go hang out with Rich Rinaldi. Yeah. So that's that's so that's where we leave them. That is not A good situation, but let's go to the heart of this episode. Let's go to what the good situation is here. Unless you've got more to say about that, no, 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 Dawson, Todd, and Natasha.
1: The best part about this entire episode—they open up on it, and they're all like, Todd just casually is all like, "Oh yeah," he's like, "Of course," they give me this haunted film studio, and Dawson's like, "Haunted? What do you mean haunted?"
0: It also happens to be the studio that I'm throwing my party on later. Let's not forget that, Dawson.
1: He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This uh, this actress, she died on this studio.
0: Was murdered on this studio. And,
1: you know, it was pretty brutal. And this is when uh, Todd also mentions that he's like, yeah, hey, I learned a long time ago not to fuck my leading lady, and that's what extras are for.
0: And this whole time they're talking, like, Natasha's giving Todd a massage, and Todd is, like, loving it. Yeah. And Dawson's looking at this whole thing like, what the fuck is going on right now? And he even asks Todd, and that's why it comes up about not fucking leading ladies. He's like, is something going on between you two? And Todd's like, no, 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 But he's... he, You can tell he's still worried about it when they get away from it.
1: Something like cuts them looking at the dailies. And like Todd's all like, wait a second, what the fuck is that? And like... Ma- like no, like this
0: third... This third weird technician in the room who comes back later, too, he's the one who spots it and is like, guys, I found this really weird thing you might want to take a look at. Yeah,
1: and so, like...
0: Because they're too busy talking about Natasha. And Todd's like, you're being real territorial, Dawson. What the fuck is going on right now, dude? So they're not even working. They're not even... They're so distracted by this Natasha bullshit. Well, Todd... Well, as we find out, Todd is not distracted. He's doing his job right now. But Dawson's not paying attention to these dailies. No. Obviously. And then they we'll get to what's in the dailies. They pop
1: it up and it's a ghost on the dailies.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's like a, a costume shot of her in like a white jacket or like a black long jacket and like long blonde hair sunglasses and even has her name right there melanie ray black and white footage like what the fuck is going on and they'd been talking about halloween before too and dawson's like well you know what todd i'm known as somewhat of a prankster back in cape side i get all of my friends on halloween friday the 13th any spooky day you name it i'm pranking them
1: todd's like oh really Alright, hold my beer, bitch
0: And that's what I loved so much about it Because I remembered how this turned out And I feel like it was pretty obvious That whoever was under all that shit I'm like, yeah,
1: obviously it's someone just Fucking around with Dawson, right?
0: Well, we get get to the party later Now Dawson's at this party That he pretty much helped orchestrate And set up and all this, right? And he's in a suit And I'm trying to figure out Is he supposed to be Men in Black or Reservoir Dogs? Or am I not supposed to know or neither? What is that costume? Because he's just in a stereotypical black suit, white shirt, black tie, black sunglasses. No idea. I don't know either. Not really important, but I was just kind of notating what everyone was dressed as. But he gets there and he's walking through this graveyard set that everyone ends up going through at some point in this. We already talked about Audrey being in there. And he hears a woman whispering his his name. And he sees this figure in the distance that looks like the picture that he saw earlier. And he's like, what the fuck? And he tries to chase after it, but when he turns the corner, it's gone. When she shows up at the party, Todd's there, and he's trying to bang the twins from The Shining. I didn't write down what he was dressed. Oh, he was a priest. That's what he's dressed. That makes yeah, sense, yeah, Todd, yeah, yeah. Pick being a priest. And that's when he Dawson's like, listen, I just saw the ghost. You're not going to believe it, but I just saw it. And Todd's like, shut the fuck up. You're going crazy. Drink some alcohol, or what he calls bye-bye pain juice. And he's like, take the night off. And that's when Natasha rolls in, and she's doing like the sexy schoolgirl Britney Spears thing. Oh, that might have been when I was all uh, like hot. Damn. Well, she comes in and she walks up to Dawson and Todd and Todd's like, do you want to dance? And she's like, yeah. And then she puts the sucker that she's been sucking on into Todd's mouth and pulls him onto the dance floor. And I'm like, damn, that was hot. <laughs> and Dawson is like, damn, that was hot. Those two have got to be up to something. What the fuck is going on? <clears throat> but he's out, and you know what, to his credit, he's talking to some devil chick.
1: Yeah, and then he sees Ghost again, and so he's chasing the ghost up, up these stairs, right? And
0: Up into the rafters. And
1: so he gets pretty high up so he can see, like, into the rooms and shit on the set. And that's when he sees fucking... Old girl Natasha and old girl Natasha and Todd in there like making out. And so he runs down there. He kicks in that door and he's like, what the fuck? And finds out there's just people partying in there.
0: Yeah, it's a whole, from his angle up in the rafters, it was like just those two and a bad being intimate. But when he busts through that door, it's a whole gang of people in there partying, and those two are just kind of chilling and talking. And he's like, um, uh, excuse, um, hmm, huh, what? And then his phone rings, and he answers it, and he goes out, and it's the. Fucking tech nerd from earlier who's like, I got some new dailies in and there's something interesting you might want to come check out right now. So he goes and he looks, and it's video footage of Melanie Ray's actual murder, yeah, from the set back in the day when her husband strangled her on camera in front of her lover, who was also the director, as the whole lore goes. And Dawson's like, Oh shit, man, like that's fucked up and he goes back to the party and he runs into natasha and he's like girl man and he's been doing this recently too because he did it with joey as well he's like i don't know man you are fucking looking amazing if no one said it to you tonight i'm sure they have but like i just want to let you know and i'm gonna say it again you were just looking so goddamn good natasha and she's like yeah i know man don't worry about it (laughs) and he's like why do you think that Melanie would have had an affair with the director? Because he this is that subtext thing I was talking about earlier. He's trying to fucking dig and get information from her about whether she's fucking Todd by using Melanie and the director yeah. as like the subtext and she's like listen buddy i know what you're doing and it's none of your fucking business so why don't you scram you twerp yeah he's like i'm not jealous at any of this shit don't worry about it she's like yeah okay big boy And he's back out on the hunt for the ghost again now so
1: he catches the ghost or the ghost leads him to find uh natasha and todd actually making out this time and yeah and then dawson says it was a mistake and then he's like no you know what Actually, I still am into you, Nat And, uh, and, uh, you know what? Fuck this, I quit
0: He's like, I'm super jealous of this whole situation I can't deal with it, and this isn't gonna be good So, I'm getting the fuck out of here Good luck, everyone
1: And then he chases the ghost one last time To find out that the ghost is actually Nat and Todd Playing a prank on his ass
0: Todd's like, I got you, bitch Which leads, here's what leads me to believe Because as we, I think, established the first time this came up I don't think spooky holidays and pranks are necessarily interwoven with each other the way this show would have us believe. Maybe maybe it is. But I feel like that means Dawson has bragged before about what kind of prankster he was. Enough that Todd and Natasha are like, we gotta get this guy. He talks about being a prankster so much. I'm fucking sick of hearing it. I'm sick of hearing it. It also makes me wonder, what kind of pranks does Dawson pull that we don't get to see? Like in his everyday oh, probably life. Probably tons. That makes me almost like him less I don't like pranksters I don't like pranks I'm not into it I don't want to have to be worried about something happening When I'm not expecting it Life gives me enough of that Without people in my life deciding to fucking Put a bucket of water above a door So it falls on my head
1: They end up being like "All right, bro This is cool But like Nat and Dawson are both like I'm still into you and so then we're gonna see Where that heads
0: He takes his job back First and foremost Todd's like You weren't serious about The quitting thing right And Dawson's like Not school man Don't worry about it So Todd rolls to
1: Like "No, no, no. As long as you're not Fucking that dude
0: Well they end up Back in the bedroom again Dawson and Natasha And they end up like Quoting lines from the movie From earlier Oh yeah right before They bang it out Yeah but then As they're leaning Towards banging it out Someone comes in the. I mean it doesn't really happen I'm sure but it's how They end the episode Someone comes yeah, in yeah, With yeah, the yeah. axe Raises it up, and the axe comes down on them and the credits show up in like these spooky letters and I was like alright I can fuck with that that was better than when they put the credits up on the screen that was in real oh, life much on better, the show much
1: better. I agree with that I agree with that
0: that looked really cool and like again since we knew it was a fucking horror episode like I'm cool with that cheesy ass it didn't actually happen ending
1: so my uh, final cut review is now gonna be kind of just like what I got out of this episode and it's a little words as possible
0: if that's how you're gonna do that moving forward uh, yeah I think so okay
1: so we're calling this the final cut we got a couple of romantic interests and that's Joey and Eddie and Dawson and Nat coming out of this three pack we're also losing a romantic interest and Audrey and Pacey and potentially getting one in the future between uh, Jack and Danny and Supernatural and
0: Jen probably not but oh, here's what i want to know and we're going to get into it here with your predictions i want to know like if he's not interested in jen why if she's not what he's looking for right now what is he looking for like is he not interested in any relationship i'm sorry did i cut off your final cut did you have more than okay are you ready to get to your predictions then Yep. Episode seven, Ego Tripping at the Gates of Hell.
1: All right. So I don't know exactly what to think of from that title, but here's just what I'll go based on what's happened and what I think does need to be addressed in the next couple episodes. I think this next three pack is going to focus some more on this Audrey and Pacey debacle or breakup or wherever they're going to go from here on out. I hope that Audrey is going to seek some help and go to a therapist or something like that. But we never know because I don't necessarily think that's within her character's uh, like that's something her character would do.
0: Do you want? Do you want all the episode titles since the first one isn't very helpful? Like, would that be easier? Yeah, in this let's case? just do all
1: of them this time.
0: I I think that's a good case by case thing. If you can't work anything too great off the first one, let's just give you all three, and it might give you a better. A better picture in this case i think it will episode eight spider webs episode nine everything put together falls apart what do you uh, let's let's do the chuck fantasy game what do you want to have happen
1: what do i want to have happen i don't know exactly what i want to have happen i think the more realistic thing is let's say i don't get my fairy tale ending what are things how does this show get wrapped up
0: i think you're too concerned about the end and not more not concerned enough about what's happening right now at the moment in front I'm of i'm always
1: concerned about the end especially now that we're so close but to you it you
0: can't get to the end without having what goes in between so you need to also be concerned about this right now too though so those are all your predictions? That's I, won't, I mean, it'll cut down on the amount of time I have to read predictions next episode.
1: I just, I think that mostly it's going to be focusing on Pacey and Audrey.
0: You think after well, the amount of shit that we just saw went down the last three episodes, that the whole next three pack is going to be mostly focused on Pacey and Audrey?
1: I think the very beginning is, and it's, it's like, I'm not done talking. So there's going to be more to it. I'm just focusing on these two people right now. So they're going to figure out what's happening with this breakup, what's going to go forward with Audrey and whether or not she's going to get help or not, and if Pacey's going to finally actually figure out if the job is worth it or not Also, Jack's gonna date this one dude Or at least go out with him a couple of times And then we're gonna figure out What's happening with Supernatural And why he doesn't want to fuck Jen Because, I mean, let's be honest We all want to fuck Jen Humor and me here,
0: humor me here Why do you think he does not want to fuck Jen?
1: I don't know He has no reason Like, why? who wouldn't want to? Obviously, Supernatural I mean, I don't know Yeah, I feel like he's full of shit He definitely wants to And I subscribe to the Dawson and and Natasha thing I don't think it's gonna last I think it's gonna last as long as the movie is being filmed Once the movie's over Relationship's over It's not built to last But they did show a lot of Natasha being like a real person I don't know man Yeah the way The way way they were
0: talking to each other Like she's almost like You're one of the only good people I've met in a long time Like I wouldn't be surprised that they had a no, I wouldn't thing. be
1: surprised, but I also feel like it. The show has done this before. No, uh,
0: you. I, no, I get it. You've already you got your fantasy ending, so you got to get away from Dawson being with someone else. Like I mean, I get it.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I know. I figured it out. Now. Just like
1: Joey is happy with Eddie, but she's also like, I need Dawson
0: because it's not me. I, I get, no commentary on the end, but I think as much as it annoys me, it's way better with Eddie than with Dawson, and she knows that too. Oh
1: yeah. It is way better with Eddie But she realizes that she needs drama
0: Oh she's still getting she's drama, drama with queen. Eddie She's still getting drama with Eddie
1: Bullshit drama
0: though no, no you don't like the drama Because it's not Dawson I mean again I know I know that's fine You got anything else you want to predict before we wrap this bitch up Hi. Well you can catch all of our new episodes All of our new character names all, Everything else on Spotify Apple Podcasts and of course And most importantly and until next week as we inch closer and closer to the final cut we We be creaking. creaking